When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a Wednesday edition of TC Live here on Tennis Channel. The clay court swing continuing through Europe as we have watched action all day long from four different tournaments in Europe as the road to Roland Garros continues. But the top news in tennis today came from the grass courts of Wimbledon as the All England Tennis Club announced as expected that they will not accept entries from players from Russia or Belarus. Of course, this due to the ongoing invasion of Ukraine that is taking place and the All England Club saying it would be unacceptable for the Russian regime to to derive any benefits. And so it was with deep regret that they are declining entries from Russian and Belarusian players to play Wimbledon in 2022. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Rob Simulcare with Nick Monroe current touring pro, and Chanda Rubin, former top 10 player on the women's side. Nice to have you with us, and big news here. This was a topic of conversation, Nick, for quite a while in the tennis community. What's your reaction to this news? Do you agree with it? I think it's, I think it's tough. I think it's tough for the players. I mean, I was able to speak with a couple of them, Sabalenka, uh, her coach as well, Andre Vasilevsky, just kind of asked them what their idea was of this, and I, they just think it's a bit unfair. Obviously, as players, they can't control that, right? I mean, they're just there playing the sport they love, and you have Sabalenka, Rublev, Kachanov, Medvedev, Azarenka, so many top players who, number one, you have Avashka, Rublev, Medvedev made the round of 16 at Wimbledon. So they have to defend those points. Sabalenka made the semifinals. Kachanov made the quarterfinals. Azarenka obviously could have a good run and maybe have a chance to win the tournament. So you have players who are defending points who could actually win the tournament. And it's just tough. It's a bit unfair. And they just want to play the sport they love. And, and it's tough. Hopefully, uh, Wimbledon will, will reverse the decision. Yeah, it is a difficult situation because on one hand, you can understand Wimbledon's stance, not wanting to support the actions of these respective governments. Uh, but on the other hand, what tennis represents is individual players, you know, playing for themselves, having an equal opportunity. And the WTA in particular came out very strongly against um, these actions and against any discrimination of individual players based on the actions of their governments. And that's really what we're talking about here. So it's a tough thing for these players, especially those defending points, wanting to come back after doing well last year, and they may not have the opportunity. Shandy, you mentioned the WTA. Both tours came out with statements today. First, we check in on the ATP. They came out with a very clear statement. They believe that today's unilateral decision was unfair and has the potential to set a damaging precedent. On the men's side, you have four Russian men, one Belarusian man who would have been directly into Wimbledon based on their current rankings. They will not be able to play. On the women's side, here's a statement from the WTA. Very similar, disappointed in the announcement and making a very similar statement here. Nine Russian women would qualify for Wimbledon based on current rankings. Two Belarusian women. So a lot of players affected here on both sides. We should point out, Nick, Wimbledon's on its own here. Not, neither Roland Garros nor the U.S. Open is making a decision like this. Yeah, no, I, like you said, they're on their own, and it's very interesting. They 
you know, kind of made their standpoint in the very beginning. And we'll see what the U.S. Open or other, other tournaments do about it. But again, ATP and WTA have come out and, and are completely against it. Okay, we'll have more on this story later in the show, but there was a lot of tennis being played today, and we start in Serbia, in Belgrade, where Novak Djokovic, national hero, playing in a tournament that he's basically created in Belgrade, and he had a tough time with his countrymen. Yeah, absolutely. Novak came out slow out of the gates for sure. Sluggish start, but Jerry was absolutely on fire. He's from Serbia himself, but you wouldn't have been able to tell by watching the match. Everyone was pulling for Novak, and, you know, he was able to get a better feel of the court was Novak in the second set. You see him miss the forehand here. Jerry was able to go up a break. But then there was a turning point here, 6-2-4-3-40-15. Jerry was playing great tennis, and you see the short forehand here. Novak wasn't even going to run for the ball. Mm. That would have made it 5-3. Then all of a sudden, it was 5-4-3. Novak broke and then got into a breaker, and you could just feel like Novak was starting to just kind of just tackle down his game a little bit and get the body armor back, and, and then he could feel the energy of the crowd. Everyone wanted to see at least a third set and get Novak into that third set. As you said, he's playing at his academy there in Belgrade, Serbia. He only served 56% for serve percentage to Novak, but then again, he was able to look over at his coach, Goran Ivanisevic, get a little extra push here at the very end of the match. And, and they were able to get into a breaker in this third set. It was five ball. You saw the drop shot here from Jerry. And you could feel like Jerry was still around. But then once they got into the tiebreaker, you feel like Novak just has the ability to find a way. And again, another short forehand from Jerry that would have put him up 5-3 in the third set tiebreaker. And once they got the four all, Jerry just kind of went away. And Novak Djokovic was able to come away with the tiebreak. That's the 19th ever win in the deciding breaker for Novak right here at his home tournament in Belgrade, Serbia. And so Djokovic just squeaking through this one again. A couple of big forehand errors there. Really helped him out from Jerry. Here you see the draw. Djokovic will get to play another Serbian countryman, Miramir Ketsmanovic, who is playing incredible tennis right now. So it's not getting any easier for Djokovic in the top half of that draw. And Chanda, we saw Novak go out in his first match in Monte Carlo last week, where he currently lives, now in his home country, struggling again. What kind of form do we see him trying to play himself into? You know, it's tough when for Djokovic, he hasn't had the matches this year. And you kind of thought, okay, he'll pick up where he left off, but clearly not. He's been struggling with the consistency Djokovic has, and I think even the confidence in big moments, when to go for his shots, when to pull the trigger. Uh, you see a little bit of him second-guessing himself, but I think to get through that match in three sets, got a little help from his opponent, and you'll take it however you can get it. I think for Djokovic, getting through this match is a big win, a big boost for him. It gives him a chance you know, to play another day, hopefully physically He'll recover enough. Um, that's always the, the question when you don't have a lot of matches on the year. But this is going to be a tough match coming up for Djokovic. Another test, another level of test in Ketsmanovic. Yeah, like you said, I mean, no, Novak Djokovic was just able to find a way. And again, no one cares about how you get the W. A lot of people are going to see the score. He won 7-6 in the third. He got the W. No one's going to see the short forehands that Jerry missed in that second and third set, which would have put him over the line. But again, just getting through those tough moments, that was, that's what Novak Djokovic does so well. And the ghost of Novak is just something that, you know, he missed those short forehands because he felt like Novak was going to get the next ball back. And getting through that match, you never know, against Ketsmanovic, maybe he's able to just keep going on a run as Novak Djokovic. All right, to Barcelona we go now. And another home country favorite, Carlos Alcaraz. No Nadal in this tournament, of course. So Alcaraz has to see opportunity taking on a young Korean. 
Yeah, and opportunity, but also more expectations and pressure. And we're going to see how well Alcaraz is able to deal with that on this red clay. I mean, this is a surface he plays very well on. He got that first set tucked away pretty easily. But credit to Quan, that ball just hitting the line and skidding through. But he rebounded, was able to force Alcaraz a little bit more in the second set, took advantage of a number of second serves and was able to be a little bit more aggressive. But in the third, Alcaraz quickly turning the tables, getting the early break again, and using the forehand. And he is so aggressive when he's inside the court, and it's such a dominant style of play. But then you see the drop shots, the changes of pace, and that makes it incredibly tough on this surface to get your footing and to find ways to push Alcaraz out of points. It was impressive the way he recovered, the way he adjusted in this match. It's been one of the impressive things about the Alcaraz game, and he gets it done in three sets. All right, so he drops his set but comes through there, and he will move on in Barcelona after a somewhat disappointing performance in Monaco. Meanwhile, Stefano Tsitsipas, he's looking to follow up on his win in Monte Carlo, and he's pulling an umbrella, which would be a sign of things to come, some weather on and off there in Barcelona. Yeah, like you said, they had a lot of rain there, and it's going to be interesting to see how Tsitsipas would come out today with, with the level of fatigue after winning Monte Carlo. It's not easy to go do that and then come to the next tournament mentally and physically. You just put so much into the title, but you saw we saw Sissy Pots using his entire game out there today against tonight against Avashka. He was up 4-1, 40-15, and the rain just came down. And I think for Avashka, he's probably pretty excited they're able to go off the court, maybe talk to his coach. But Sissy Pots as well, he'll have, to have another night of rest, and he'll be coming out and completely ahead in that match. All right, so he'll have to finish that match against Ivashka. You see there he'll take on the winner of Corey Korea and Dimitrov. They were also suspended as well in that match. So a couple matches to finish. You see Alcaraz there on the bottom half. To Stuttgart we go now, and the women in action there in a 500 event. Iga Sviantek. Can anyone get a set off of Iga Sviantek? It would be Eva Lees, the young German, trying to do it today. Yeah, it's not just the fact that Sviantek is on this huge winning streak, but it's how she's winning these matches so quickly, so one-sided. The confidence is off the charts. She is quickly becoming blue chip stock if you want to, you know, look at where to put your money. And it's just been wonderful to watch her evolve as a player. The confidence she's shown as the number one player in the world, it's been big um, this year. In this match, really no trouble. She was able to step in, control play, control the tempo of this match time and time again. The serve was firing nicely and the forehand of Sviantek, that's always the big weapon. But I like seeing her making these moves, even up as far ahead as she was in the scoreline. She's looking to continue to get better been a big staple of her game. You talked about a blue chip player and Iga Sviantek, a very safe investment right now. Look at her performance in 2022. Three straight titles, 20 match win streak. Of course, number one with Ash Barty having retired and a 29 and three record. So she is simply on fire and tough to see anybody really making a run at her right now. No, absolutely. I mean, as you see there, 29 and three. I mean, that's that's incredible. 29 wins. Sometimes people just want that in like two years or three years. So, I mean, in seven sets, she's only lost three games. I mean, she has given four bagels and three breadsticks. I mean, she is just playing unbelievable tennis out there, and no one can stop her. I mean, she's hitting massive forehand. She's standing inside the court, taking advantage of anything that's floating in there, and I wouldn't want to play her.
Yeah, I think it's really the speed that she's playing at. And we saw a bit of it when she won Roland Garros, came out of nowhere around 50 in the world, 2020. Uh, and that's kind of where it all started for Sviantec. And we're seeing a bit of that again, except that she's able to make it translate to these other surfaces. Starting the year on the hard courts in Australia, I thought that was where she really started finding some of her form, playing in areas where she was a little uncomfortable, where it was a little quicker. She was rushed a bit, but she got it done. And I think from that point, her confidence has just built to tremendous levels. You throw in the fact that she's ascended to number one in the world, just taking on that mantle so beautifully. I mean, it's been fun to watch Iga Sviantec, but she's still getting better, and that's kind of the scary part. All right, well, we got a lot more clay court action to take you through. Four events in Europe will take you through all the highlights when we come back. Plus, we'll have more reaction to the decision by Wimbledon to ban Russian and Belarusian players. All that when we come back on TC Live. Well, not surprisingly, a lot of reaction to Wimbledon's decision today to ban Russian and Belarusian players from the championships. You can go to Tennis.com for all that. It's your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros, presented by ZipRecruiter. Stay current with live match scoring, draws, rankings, and all the latest player and tournament news. Visit Tennis.com today. And from that not-so-warm and fuzzy story, we go to a very warm and fuzzy conversation with Felix Auger Aliassime. I want to challenge you to a speed challenge test because I'm a sprinter. Okay. So I want to see who can tie our shoe faster. Okay. On your mark. Both or shoe or just one? On your mark, set, go. Oh, no, I I got slow in the paint. Oh, no. (laughs) No, that's so bad. (laughs) That's a pretty good challenge, though. I know, I know. Great to see Lolo Jones doing those warm and fuzzies with FAA. You can check those out at TennisChannel.com for that. Plus, of course, all the latest on the road to Roland Garros. Love those conversations, especially those, those slippers. They look very comfortable. More TC Live coming up, including Tiafo Francis, the last American standing in Barcelona. We'll tell you how he did when we come back on TC Live. Road to round Roland Garros underway here this week. Of course, we got four clay court tournaments all happening in Europe. Next week will be in Madrid, then Rome after that with both the men and the women. Then Roland Garros qualifiers, followed, of course, by the big one, Roland Garros, kicking off May 22nd on Tennis Channel. To Barcelona we go. Six American men entered, one remains. Francis Tiafo trying to get through against Hugo Delian. Francis Tiafo was playing some amazing tennis. He had a clean match out there, 78% first serve points won. He actually did go down 4-2 in the first set, but he fought his way back, only faced two break points in that first set. But again, he was able to use his backhand down the line. He was able to step up in the court with something he's been working on, being able to use that big forehand, step up in the court. But Hugo Delian is not an easy cat on the dirt. But Francis Tiafo has been showing great athleticism out there. He's, I was able to text with him a little bit earlier. He said the conditions are playing pretty slow, so he's able to get to all the balls and then be as aggressive as he wants to be from the baseline. As you see here, 7-6-4-1. And again, he was able to attack a lot of second serves. That's another thing that he and Coach Wayne Ferreira have been working on, is being able to attack second serves, take advantage of his ability to be athletic out there on the court. And again, when I was talking to him earlier today, 
He plays Felix OJ Aliassim next. He goes, I want him bad. I'll be ready for tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one. Back to the ladies now in Stuttgart. Annette Contevate, Angelique Kerber, the German at home. Yeah, this is a battle really from the start. Kerber got off to a good start with the early break. Contevate was serving a lot of first serves, but just wasn't effective. And it was Kerber taking advantage on second serves. But Contevate, she has shown the ability to battle and she's been so good on the indoor court she's got such a clean game started finding ways to open up the court to be a bit more aggressive and in that third set she got a little more confidence this one came down to that one extra break of serve after they traded breaks early in the set and it was contivate with just a little more firepower a little more i think belief in those big moments they're closing it off at the net taking advantage of those floating balls up the middle and in the end, being able to serve it out beautifully. This was a hard-fought battle, and Contivate gets it done in the third. Looks relieved as she walks to the net there. Big win for her. Meanwhile, staying in Stuttgart, Emma Raducanu playing her first-ever tour-level clay court match here against the Australian qualifier, Storm Sanders. And, and no match is, is easy, especially for Raducanu, who's searching for those wins back-to-back and so many of these events and this match though against Sanders she had a lot of opportunities to step in to control the middle of the court Sanders has the ability to come in and make things difficult for opponents but Raducanu just didn't allow her to really get into this match first set pretty handily taking it 6-1 and then getting the break of serve there that allowed Raducanu to relax even more she served beautifully down the stretch as well so a really confident win for her and all smiles as you would expect big confidence builder for her on the red clay and so the next stop after Stuttgart for the women in this road to Roland Garros will be Madrid, where both the men and women will be in action. Wild cards announced today. Naomi Osaka taking a wild card. The Miami finalist, she's in along with Monica Puig, the 2016 Olympic gold medalist, Andy Murray on the men's side. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always good to see Andy Murray in any draw. But Jack Draper is a tough guy to deal with, especially in quick conditions like Madrid. It's very fast, altitude. So that kind of clay, he likes to serve and volley, kind of come forward. So he's a guy to watch in Madrid. And then also for Naomi Osaka, she was ranked 77 before Miami. Now she's ranked 36. So that's why she had needed a wild card to get in. But definitely someone that could win the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see that list of players. Obviously, Osaka, you understand her working her way back up the ranks uh, and the tournament, that being a real boost for the tournament as well. But we saw some young players in there. Linda Fubertova, who's had some nice wins on the WTA, just 16 years old. Uh, we saw uh, Zhang Xinwen, uh, who's also a young player, up-and-comer, big hitter. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how much uh, advantage they take of those opportunities. All right, guys, let's check in on the social net. And not surprisingly... A lot of reaction continuing to flow in from Wimbledon's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian players. Our own John Wertheim weighed in on this and points out the fact that tennis players are independent contractors when they're on tour. They're not playing for their country uh, as they might in other cases. And so kind of chiming in, Nick, on the same points that you guys were making. No, absolutely. I mean, again, speaking to a few of the players, I mean, they just feel like it's unfair at the moment. And, you know, a lot of them have points to defend. And, you know, again, we're independent contractors. So if we're not playing, we're not making money, we're not making points. And so it's it's going to be tough. Hopefully Wimbledon will change their decision. Now, these are great points to make. We kind of touched on it earlier, the fact that tennis is an individual sport and these players aren't playing for their country the way they do in a team competition. 
And so it's a difficult decision. It, it does feel very unfair for those individuals. And we just hope maybe some movement will happen before the tournament takes place. Well, it looks like world number two, Daniil Medvedev, will not be playing Wimbledon because of that decision. But he did find a spot to play a little grass court tennis, as it was announced today. He will be playing in the Netherlands in a grass court tournament there in June. Took an invitation there. So Medvedev will uh, get a chance to play, you know, play a little bit on grass. Of course, it's not going to be a tune-up for him unless Wimbledon changes their mind. Oh, I think that's great. I think it, Danny, it's just smart to get back on the grass, just keep keep perfecting his game. He's obviously playing amazing tennis, world number two at the moment. And, you know, to get on the grass and then hopefully Wimbledon, if they change his decision, he'll be ready to play. But uh, you got to keep playing. You can't just sit back and go home and sulk in, uh, in decisions that are made. you got to stay in the moment and, and keep perfecting your craft. And, guys, some happy news. Maria Sharapova, top player, of course, now not playing anymore, but she announced her pregnancy and this is great to see announcing uh, she's expecting with her boyfriend and Shanda this is uh, really nice to see from Marie Sharapova yeah real special to make the announcement on her birthday as well I mean this is such a, a beautiful time you know in any person's life any couple's life and for Maria Sharapova she's such a great player and now will become a mom as well and I'm sure she'll be great at that as well happy birthday Maria Sharapova good luck obviously uh Great news for her. All right. We got a big schedule coming at you on Thursday here on Tennis Channel. It all starts at 5 a.m. Eastern time. We go back to Barcelona and Belgrade with the men. Then the women kicking kick, kick things off in Istanbul at 6 a.m. Stuttgart at 6.30. Of course, TC Live and Encore coverage following that. Back more with TC Live in a minute. We're back with the hot shot of the day, Petra Kvitova here in the near court, Chanda. Yeah, and this was one of the matches of the day. It came down to the wire, but not before Kavitova showed a little bit of that magic. Looks like it was a little bit of a flick, maybe almost a no-look shot. Certainly had Kavitova looking great up to this point. She ended up losing the match, unfortunately, but specialness there. Yeah, you, you never lose when you get a hot shot. Absolutely. <laughs> a moment to savor for Kavitova. More moments to save are coming up tomorrow with our featured matches and a good-looking lineup. Francis Tiafo leading things off. Alcaraz in action. Of course, that matchup of Serbians with Djokovic in, in, in action as well. But a couple of matches I'm looking forward to here. Bianca Andrescu, we saw her play yesterday. Looked so good, so fit in her first match in months since October. What do you look for for her against Arena Sabalenka? Yeah, she started out a little bit slow, Andrescu did, but she found a way to work it out, work through those tight moments in the match, and I think that's a good sign. She's such a dynamic player, fun to watch, but she's got another test in big-hitting Arena Sabalenka. We'll see where Sabalenka's serve is, how well she's able to get that shot going, but that's one I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, looking forward to that one as well. I mean, Sabalenka's serve is massive. Every time I, I love watching her play because she has such a big game. The serve, the forehand, again, that serve can just kind of go for her. But to be able to play somebody like Andrescu has got such variety in her game. So she'll be looking to use some slice and definitely some high balls to mix up against Sabalenka. So it'll be interesting, uh, two different styles of game for sure. Francis Tiafo holding the flag for the Americans in Barcelona. He'll take on Canadian uh, FAA, and they've, they've both struggled. FAA has had a little bit of trouble getting accustomed to the clay. What do you look for in that matchup? Yeah, I mean, these are two guys that are ex both, like, really good friends in the locker room, talk all the time. They text, go have dinners together. But I was able to text with Francis Tiafo after his win today, and he said, I want Felix 
bad tomorrow. He goes, I will be ready for tomorrow. He gave me those eye emojis. This guy is, oh, I'm, I'm going to have the popcorn ready. I'm, it's going to be buttered up for that match, that's for sure. Yeah, Francis always looks forward to those blockbuster kind of primetime matches. He plays some of his best tennis, and you can understand the motivation in that one up against Oje Aliasim. It'll be a fun match to watch. Hopefully, Felix will get a little quicker at tying his shoelaces, though. That warm and <laughs> yeah, fuzzy was a, a little, little slow. slow there. <laughs> <A little> slow. <laughs> well, he wanted a piece of him. He got a piece of him. We'll see that match tomorrow, along with a lot more action as the road to Roland Garros continues here on Tennis Channel. We've got encore coverage coming up, and we'll see you back here tomorrow after another full day of tennis. Have a great Tennis Wednesday.